We're back here, whole nine yards on a Thursday afternoon. Drew Pien here with Brandon Krikorian. Uh Brandon, how's it going? It's been, I mean, it's been like a week, if not more. Yeah, it's been a yeah, like a week um, since I guess we we're last in here. But, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's good. Uh, I mean, I've been the last couple of days. We've been playing a lot of basketball, uh, which has been pretty fun. Um, so. Uh are the hoops up now? Are the rims up? Yeah, they put the hoops up. Um, the one near like Hill, and then the ones near the athletic center. So we've been playing basketball the last couple of days, and it's been it's been pretty fun. Which wait, which uh, basketball? Like which uh, hoops are you playing on? The ones by, like my dorm or the other? Yeah, dorm? we've been playing at the ones there, um, okay. but the one near the athletic center, like the full court one, um, that one's open too. Uh, so I mean, just something to do. It's fun. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I guess the most recent thing that's happened to me was. Um, I was talking to my roommate, and he was. At, I think he asked me if I knew who won the Super Bowl in two thousand, and I said the Ravens, and he yeah. was like, "No, it's." He was like, "No, it's the Rams," and I was like, "No, that's nineteen ninety nine," and he was like, "No, it's two thousand," and I was like, "No, no, 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 you're wrong," and he was like, "I was like, would you say the Buccaneers won it in twenty twenty one?" and he was like, "Yes," and I was like, "No, you wouldn't. You'd say they won it in twenty twenty, even though it was technically in twenty twenty one." Yeah, yeah, and so. I Googled it up. I was like, who won the Super Bowl in 2000? And it said the Ravens. And I was like, okay, well, Google is wrong because nobody says the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2001. You would say 2000. You would say the Patriots or the Giants won it in 2007. You wouldn't say they won it in 2008. Yeah. You would say, I mean, yeah. So. Yeah, I go off what the first number is, not the second number. Yeah. I think that's what, like, out of, like, fo football fans, quote, unquote, like, that's what, like, 99% of people do. It's the same with basketball, I would yeah. say, also. I mean, like, if. It's the you know twenty twenty one season, but I guess it's a little different because it's more the you're more so in the you know twenty one season than football is, where it's literally just the playoffs and the Super Bowl that's actually in the next year. But yeah, I would agree. I I would say like the Ravens are the two thousand, the Bucks are the twenty twenty Super Bowl champs. That's what I would say. But anyways, before we get into our mock, we're gonna do like a if we were the GM type of thing. But I want to do something quick before we get into it. This sparked me to do a pop quiz for you. Um, the Super Bowl winner since 2000. I want to see how many you can get because me and Joey oh, had a debate. And I was like, I bet like most people would get like it probably like 90% of these right. And not necessarily in the exact order, but yeah, like I bet most people could get it. Because if you just say the Patriots, that's going to fill out like that's six that's right a, that, there. Yeah. So. So we had a debate. I, we, I took I went on Sporkle, if you know what Sporkle is, and I just took a quiz, and the average score was 79%. So I guess I was kind of wrong. So, what, so there's 20, what, 20 teams, I guess, technically, or 21 teams? Yeah. Uh, let me just – okay, so I, – I mean, I feel like I would know. I think I, I'm pretty confident I think I'd know every single one. But, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Now I'm trying to think about it. Maybe, maybe the early 2000s would definitely be the most just because, like, you know – we were five years old, you know, in that time period. But obviously, when you say the Patriots, that's six out of, you know, 20, 21 teams right there. So it's, it makes it a little easier. All right. So try to give me the winners of the Super Bowl since 2000. I have a Sporkle quiz right here. Uh, so, yeah, I got from 2000 all the way to 2020. All right. Well, I'll say the Patriots is six times. Yeah. So the Patriots are 2000, technically 2002, 2004, 2005, 2015. 17 and 19 yeah. technically but i mean just take that back here as what i was all right thinking. and i'll say bucks obviously 2020 the chiefs 2019 um we just said the patriots for the season before that 
the Eagles. Then it was the Patriots. Um, what year am I on? Uh, then it was the Broncos. Then it was the Patriots again. Uh, then it was, what was it, the Ravens? Oh, no, no, it was the Seahawks, then the Ravens. Yep. Um, I know I'm going in order. I don't have to, but it just, it, I don't know, I think it makes it no, easier. I think that makes it easier. Yeah. Uh, so Ravens was like 2012, basically. Um, 2011 to Giants. Uh, 2010, you know, like, I know it was, you know, Saints and uh, Colts. I don't know if that, I don't know, maybe I'm missing a team there, but I know this Saints is, and Colts. This is actually the year that I had the most difficulty on. It took me like a, a, bi- a little bit, like, to get this and it was uh i mean i won't tell you but yeah it's not the saints and the colts this year this saints yeah one the year before this one yeah yeah uh saints colts all right well i'll come back to it but saints colts then there was the giants again when they beat the patriots in the 16 uh in their undefeated season that was 2007 i guess we're saying that is there's one in between the giants and the saints if i mean i'll, I'll just say that um okay uh, oh, Steelers yep. against the Cardinals, yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, okay, so that was so that takes Saints, Steelers, Giants, Colts, or whatever the order was, whatever that was, like that. Uh, um, the the Rams, right? Didn't the Rams win it in or above two thousand, or, or did they only win in nineteen ninety nine? It was only they only won in nineteen ninety nine. So you're on your. I guess how many teams do I have left? So you've got so you named the Colts beating the Bears, right? Or yeah, okay. Colts so beating the Bears. So, you're, so you got the year before that. Then the year before that is the Patriots and the Patriots again. So you're fine there. Then you have one more year in between the first Patriots Super Bowl and the second one. And then you have you already said the Ravens and we already talked about the Ravens in two thousand. So you've got two thousand two technically like you get the two thousand two season. Then you've got the two thousand five season. Then you've got twenty eleven or twenty ten. Sorry. Well, the Steelers won in two thousand three or whatever year they won. They won. Didn't they win like two thousand four or something like that? They won 2005. 2005, okay. That was the year before the Colts beat the Bears. Yeah. 2002, I mean, I can tell you why I don't have to. Um, the guy who won the Super Bowl, the head coach, is no longer a head coach of this team, but he's still a head coach in the NFL. Um... I'm trying to go through each division and trying to think Tec- of... Okay, actually, sorry, I should say this. Technically, you already said this team, but, um, but yeah. It's not the Patriots, though, but it's a team you technically already said. The team I already said? So it's a team that's already won in, in here before. So technically, on Sporkle, you would, like, get credit for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of what team I said. Uh... Uh, I don't know. What was the team I said? Buccaneers. That oh, was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, the yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's – okay, so technically there's the 2010 one. That was, that's the one Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You, got, you go Rams, Ravens, Pats, Buccaneers, Pats, Pats, Steelers, Colts, Giants, Steelers, Saints, Packers, Giants, Ravens, and then you get into the more current ones, Seahawks, Pats, Broncos, Patriots, Eagles, Patriots, Chiefs, Buccaneers. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so – so I guess I technically missed two. 
But really, I got the Bucks because I said them before. So I guess technically I missed the Packers. I think yeah, the only one you like technically would have missed would probably be the Packers. But I think there's there's at least somewhat of a chance if you like stuck it out the whole time of the quiz. Yeah, I I didn't even gone through the NFC North. So once I got there, I probably would have got the Packers. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was just a a quick thing, just because my roommate and I had that talk, so it made me think of this for the podcast. But we'll just get into the mock draft. Um, well, not technical mock draft, but we're just gonna act as if we're the GM for each of these teams. So not necessarily, yeah, like the Jaguars are going to take Trevor Lawrence and he is the best prospect, quarterback prospect, at least probably since Andrew Luck. That's what most people would say. But in this, if we don't think Trevor Lawrence is the move for some reason, we can just say that. I mean, we don't have to like, we don't have to, we don't have to make our pick based off where we think someone's going to go or something like that. So yeah, we'll start with one and I guess I'll just go first. If I'm the Jaguars, I mean, I listen to the calls. I listen to the calls, but I'm not. I'm not trading out. There's just no reason for me to. Uh, Trevor Lawrence again. He's probably the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Who knows if he actually turns out like that? I'm not. I, I don't really know. The Jaguars are probably the worst organization in the NFL. I think they're worse than the Browns at this point now because the Browns have had more than one good season, and that's basically all the Jaguars have had. They've made the playoffs like what twice in the century so far. So. I think you I think you draft Lawrence, you get your you get your quarterback for the next fifteen years, which you haven't had ever basically, and then you build around that and Urban Meyer. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's looking at it through a GM's point of view, it's I mean, it's hard not to just go with the quarterback. Obviously when you lose fifteen straight games after winning your first game and you get lucky that the Jets didn't finish 0 sixteen, you get that, you know, you somehow ended up with the number one overall pick where obviously Lawrence was going to be the guy uh, all year. So, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious that a GM, a fan, or whatever would go with Lawrence, I think, no matter what. All right, so next up is the Jets. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, so, I mean, as a GM, um, again, looking at the Jets, obviously you had Darnold, you treated him, you obviously could have kept him and still been your quarterback at least for one season. Uh, possibly even more if he showed more potential under a new coaching staff. But since you traded him to the Panthers, you obviously have a need at quarterback. You have the number two pick. Uh, there's five quarterbacks, or there's four quarterbacks um, in this draft. Um, I guess it's actually five. Uh, but you have the, num- the number two overall pick with a team that needs a quarterback, a team that's needed a quarterback since they came into the league, ever since they had Joe Namath. It's pretty obvious that the- they would have to go with the quarterback. So as a GM, I'd go quarterback. For me, I'd go Wilson. I think you'd probably go the same thing if you were going to go quarterback. But, yeah, I think it's I think it's also pretty easy for the Jets. For me, this is kind of weird because I feel like Wilson is kind of similar to what Darnold was coming out of college. And even if, if Darnold was coming if, – if Darnold was coming out of the draft right now, I mean, where would he go in the draft? I think he'd actually go pretty high. I, I mean, he wouldn't go second overall or anything close to that, but – I mean, is Darnold the bust? Is Darnold a bust, or is the the Jets franchise a bust? And I, I just don't think the Jets handled Darnold very well. I don't think they needed to trade him. I just think the organization's a mess, and I don't think a quarterback, a raw, a raw quarterback, is really going to flourish there. And I think that's what Wilson kind of is. He's really only had one great year, and I think his greatest thing is his arm talent, which is obviously huge, and why he's going to go second overall. But I don't know that he's going to. He's the second best quarterback for the Jets here. I was, I'm tempted. I was tempted to go with Mac Jones. I don't really like Mac Jones, though. I think he's kind of like a high floor, low ceiling type of guy, which could be good for the Jets, but also just not your bang for your buck at the number two spot. So I'm going to go Justin Fields. I think Fields is the second best quarterback. I think being in Ohio State, he's proven that he can 
He's he's proven more in my mind than Wilson. I think Fields might even have the higher ceiling. He's just more athletic. I, I just don't trust Wilson going to the Jets. It just feels like Donald all over again, and I just see I just say what's the point. I, I could also see just trading out of this pick, and I, I I mean they're not going to. But if I was a GM, I mean you're not going to just fix your roster with one quarterback. Even if you even if Wilson turns into like a Justin Herbert in his rookie year, I mean are the Jets even going to be better than? I mean, six and ten, probably not, because you have the Bills in that division. You have the Patriots, who just spent two hundred million dollars in free agency, and I, I don't love the Dolphins this year at all. And I'll probably get into that a little bit further. But I think the Jets are still on on paper the the worst division or the worst team in that division, and still one of the worst teams in the league. I think they are one of the worst teams in that division, but and it is a tough division. I mean, the Bills are going to be really good again. The Dolphins will at least be five hundred, at least around that you would think. And the Patriots, again, I'd say at least five hundred, depending on the quarterback play, they could possibly be over that. But uh, yeah, every team in that division has gotten better, and the Jets. I, I actually do kind of like their roster at least a little bit. I think um, getting some guys back, a new coach. I think just the new coaching staff is huge. I think Gase is just. I think he was uh, a lot of the problem. Obviously, Darnold was had to be somewhat of the problem, but G- Gase was definitely a majority of that problem. So I do see the concern in bringing in a guy like Wilson who can somewhat be like Darnold and where, you know, they didn't – obviously, Darnold played in the Pac-12, which is still a major conference, but you're not playing in the SEC or the Big Ten or even the Big 12, even though the defenses are pretty bad in that conference. Um, obviously, you know, Wilson coming out of BYU, he's not playing the best teams, but – I, I still I still like it how they had the new coaching staff. I think it's just everything's new. You have Joe Douglas as GM. You have Sala as your uh, head coach. I think it's just a new atmosphere there. So I think he has a better path to succeed. Other uh, Likewise, when Darnold came in, he had Bowles on his last year. Then he had Gase, which was a disaster. So I think the path is different for both. But it's definitely – I can see the concern, and it's kind of a similar situation. But I feel like – Wilson's has at least a better chance of succeeding than Darnold did. Maybe a slightly better, but yeah, I still put it kind of in the same place. I, I, I mean, Sala to me, if there's a new coach that's going to be like a guy that can change the culture of an organization and turn it from a failing organization into at least a semi-competent one, Sala seems like that guy. He just seems like he's that guy that just, I mean, he's like the face of the organization almost because he's just such a He's such a player's coach. He's so, I mean, you just, he's so noticeable on, you know, on the sidelines there. So, yeah, but uh, three, the 49ers. So, if I'm the GM, the reality is Fields is going to be here at three, even though I was talking about technically taking Fields at two. Fields is going to be here at three. That's just the reality of the situation. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're trading up to three. I'm not taking Mac Jones. I'm sorry. Mac Jones to me is a guy that I think is kind of around that Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins level. I think he's at his ceiling. He's probably Matt Ryan in his MVP year, which is awesome. I mean, but, I mean, it's also like you need Julio Jones and just an awesome offense around you with Kyle Shanahan as your offensive coordinator, not even your head coach. Uh, I just don't think that's really realistic. I just don't see the the ceiling in Mac Jones to take him at three. If you were going to take Mac Jones, I mean, why not trade up from 12 to – I mean, you could have traded up from 12 to something not three, or you could have just stayed at 12, and odds are you probably would be there. Odds are, at least, before the 49ers traded up. Because that's what that's what made all the, the Mac Jones going higher than, like, 15 buzz. I would take Fields here. I think Fields, to me, I think Fields is the second-best quarterback here. Even if he's not, I still think he's better than, than right now. I think you can't take Lance over him. You can't take – I still don't think you can take Jones over him. I just – to me, Jones, just with all of that stuff around him in Alabama, 
he, his his metrics at his pro day like he seems like he's going to be faster and more athletic than people really thought he was but still he's not as athletic as a fields so i just i i just really find it tough not to take fields here if you're the niners maybe keep jimmy g for whether it be half a season or a full season and then put fields in there and then you're you're competing i mean you're going to be competing with garoppolo too so it's just it's just a seamless transition i don't need jones i, I would take fields yeah, if I uh, I would probably take Fields also. I I see. I, I it seems like they're going to take Jones at three. I mean, to go up those two first round picks, and it seems like all the news has been that they love Jones. Um, and I heard that they were also blown away by Lance at his pro day. But I would be surprised if they took Lance at three. Just he's just such a he's such a non. You just don't know much about him in, in order to take him over Fields and even Jones to that matter. So, um, if you were just to look at it from just without any knowledge, honestly, you'd obviously see Fields and know that he's a better quarterback than Jones. So I would probably go Fields also, but just the reality of the situation is that they're it doesn't it just doesn't seem like they're going to, which is definitely surprising because Fields is definitely the better player, I would say. I mean, obviously Ohio State has a really good team on offense as well as Alabama, but Alabama's offense is is basically a pro NFL roster on offense, while Ohio State is definitely has players that are NFL pros, but not to the level of Alabama's. Um, and then also just looking at their raw talent. But yeah, it's just a weird situation because I even even with the quarterbacks on the board, I feel like if you were to run it with Jimmy G, I and I mean obviously at this point with you trading up two first round picks, you almost had to take a quarterback. It, that's just you know the situation, but. With Jimmy G a quarterback, like I almost wouldn't even be, like I I wouldn't I don't feel terrible with him as my quarterback with the roster that they have. I mean they made it to the Super Bowl t- just two years ago with basically the same roster, same head coach, same quarterback. So it is definitely somewhat surprising that they're willing to move on so fast from that. Obviously Jimmy G's not a great quarterback, but you know he's enough to get you to the to a Super Bowl. Obviously he's not the main reason, but he's enough. Um, but yeah, with the with the situation that they're in, it seems like they almost have to take a quarterback. So I would definitely go Fields over Jones. But again, it does seem like they're going to take Jones. They had a ten point lead with like ten minutes left to go in the Super Bowl. So I mean, Jimmy G got you there. Obviously, he didn't make the throw, which was the which was the Sanders deep route there. He missed it. But still, I mean, maybe next time he makes it, it's just yeah. You can look at him and say like, this is why I need a different quarterback. And you know, sure. But to take somebody who you know kind of seems nfl ready like jones like if, if you're going to take somebody like jones you'd probably just you wouldn't have somebody like jimmy g as your starter that'd be like if you're looking to start jones in year one i think maybe but i just yeah i would go fields number four the falcons i'll let you go first if you want or i can go first well if i'm a gm for if i'm the gm of the falcons i i would i would trade out of this pick i mean obviously for our mock drafts we had them staying in because we just didn't do trades but realistically looking at it if they can get a good offer to trade down and again it's not trade you know like all the way down probably just a couple picks down again I could see possibly maybe even Carolina I heard even though they traded for uh, Darnold they may be willing to move up Denver could always move up Um, there's always a team maybe even New England if they really want to move up I'd be surprised if they did that but you never know Um, so I would definitely try to trade out of that pick obviously Kyle Pitts is going to be there at four so if you think Matt Ryan could still be um, a quarterback that can lead you to at least nine wins um, with the team that you have. Obviously, their defense is their concern. I think you could try and go for it with Pitts, but I think the smart move is to trade out of that pick, gather more picks, look for the future because you're you're not you don't have a chance to win the Super Bowl in the next two years, anyways. So why not move down, get more picks, and work for the future? 
Yeah, I'm trading out of this pick too. I mean, if you're going to stay here at four, I think the play is Kyle Pitts. But yeah, if I'm the GM, I'm trading out. I'm probably looking to trade out to nine. That's where the Broncos are. I think I would be shocked if the Falcons didn't trade this pick just because there's going to be three quarterbacks going in the first three picks. And then you're going to have probably at least a few teams calling you at four or saying, I'll give you this for, for the fourth pick because they're going to just, they're going to now, I mean, they're going to know and they already know that, you know, if they don't trade up, somebody else is going to. So that fourth pick is just so valuable. I think the Broncos are going to call. I don't think the Panthers are going to be willing to give up a lot, but, you know, they might even call. Uh, there's going to be – I don't think the Eagles are going to call, but, I mean, the Patriots are going to call. You, as the Falcons, you could trade down to nine and then trade down to, like, 15. I mean, you just get so many picks because, you know, you're not, like – even though it's only moving down to five and then six spots, you're basically trading – You're the, the teams that are trading with you are trading for their franchise quarterback – and that's just so valuable. So, yeah, I would probably trade down to 9 and then probably trade down to 15. And then take – you could get Micah Parsons at 15. You could get – you could get maybe even like a J.C. Horn or a Sertan or Farley, whichever one of those cornerbacks falls. You may be able to get a Devontae Smith at 15 now that he's – he weighed in at like 6 feet, uh, 165. You may be able to get a Jalen Waddle. Somebody's going to fall to 15 that's like a top 10 talent or a top 8 talent. It's just the reality of the situation. So, to me, that's a sweet spot where you can trade down to get a ton of picks and then still get a guy that was at least mocked to go before, at least in the top 10. So, yeah, I mean, Bengals are five. To me, you could trade out of this pick, but if I'm the GM, I've been having second thoughts. I know earlier I said I would take Jamar Chase. I think I'd take Panay Sewell. Uh... I, earlier I was saying, you know, you can get a tackle in the second or third round. My my thought philosophy is kind of just switched, like, exactly the opposite now, which is take your tackle here, certified, you know, anchor of the offensive line, left tackle for a decade, and get some offense. You can get some receivers in the second and third round. Receivers have just the highest fail percentage out of any position in the first round. So it's just – it's not worth it at five to me because, I mean, Jamar Chase could just not be good, especially he didn't even play last year. So it's like I just I, I think that's kind of a risky pick for the Bengals. And you can draft Chase. You've already got receivers. You've got you've got Higgins. you got Boyd. I just I think you take the offensive lineman here. You could take a receiver in the second or third round if you really want. So you could probably take one in the third and fourth, maybe in one in the sixth too. I mean, get a bunch of receivers in the draft. You don't need to take one at six or five. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I've been saying Panay Sewell um... – for the Bengals basically the whole time. But again, looking at the GM, being the GM of the Bengals, I just think the priority has to be protecting Burrow. Uh, and I know they've been talking about possibly going chase and even if Pitts is there at five, taking Pitts. Again, I can't fault them for doing that because those guys, I mean, Pitts especially is going to be, it seems like he's going to be one of the best tight ends you know, in the game, maybe even all time, who knows, but that's just what it seems like. So I can't fault them if they want to do that. But I, I just think that Burrow, he was the number one pick last year. Um, he's your full investment for your future. You're, you're the Bengals. You've, you're a team that's really never had a quarterback like this for a long time. Obviously, you thought Palmer was going to be that. He really wasn't. So you're trying to, again, with Burrow. This kind of needs the hit um, for just your franchise in general. So I think he has to be the most important in protecting Joe Burrow. Obviously, the reason he got injured last year was because you couldn't protect him. So getting Sewell to be left tackle, he could be there for 10, 15 years. You'd hope that he'd be all pro, pro bowl type player. I just think it's a no-brainer, honestly. And again, if Pitts is there, 
I can't say I, I disagree with the pick of them taking Pitts, but I just feel like Sewell, even though some people are a little shaky on him, maybe he's not going to be as great as people think or they want him to be. But it's just it's to see that guy there at five when you have that quarterback, it's just hard not to take him. So I feel like they almost have to take him at five. The only thing I will say, again, assuming quarterbacks go in the first four picks, there's a good chance you're going to have teams calling you to trade up to five as well. It's just a reality. If, even if it's not like a boatload of picks, if you can just grab a few extra picks, maybe a first next year or a second this year or something, like why not trade down from five to nine and just take Slater instead of, of Sewell? Assuming Sewell goes before nine, take Slater instead of Sewell and also have yourself an, an extra first or an extra second, an extra fourth or something like that. I That would be worth it to me. I don't know what the offers would be, but – I'm just putting it on the table. They could easily trade down two and, and still get a Rashawn Slater at nine or maybe a Vera Tucker at nine. I would assume Slater would be there at nine, but yeah. Um, we'll go Miami Dolphins at six. I'll let you go first. Yeah, so for Miami at six, um, I mean, I've I've been saying Chase um, just in our mock drafts, but for as a GM of them, um, it I, again, if I was the GM, I think you have to look at Tua as your quarterback for the future. I just think you can't overlook him after one season coming off that hip injury. So I'm looking at him as the future of my team. I need weapons around him. I think that's what most teams are actually kind of going for. And it's kind of weird because we were just talking about the Bengals. But I think that's just a different situation because of the injury that happened. But if you were looking at a team like the Cardinals, the Ravens, obviously, with Lamar, Dolphins with Tua, I think you just have to surround them with weapons. That's the only way they're going to get better. If they have no weapons, it's just hard for your quarterback to be better. So I think they go chase here. Um, it seem, Everyone's been saying that he is the best wide receiver out of this class between him, Waddle, and Smith. Um, I Again, he, you're right, he didn't play last season, so we don't know exactly how he's going to look. Um, obviously, when you don't play for a season, you, you may not think it hurts you that much, but it honestly does just because it's so different from practicing drills and doing, you know, seven-on-seven seven drills than doing a live football, 11-on-11 11 football uh, every single week. It's much different, especially going from college to NFL. So that could be somewhat concerned, but I think you have to surround your quarterback, a young quarterback with weapons in order for him to get better. So I just think Chase is the pick here at uh, six for Miami. I'm going to cheat a little bit. If I'm the GM, I just don't trade up from 12 to six. I just don't see the value yeah. of trading up from 12 to six. You give up. I mean, you have a bunch of picks, but you still give up a solid amount. I just... I would stay at 12 and kind of just, you know, play the draft game, see what falls to me because you're still going to get a great player at 12. And the odds are you you might be able to get a player at 12 that you could have – that, like, would have made sense to pick at six too because, like, it's just a reality. Somebody's going to fall, you know. You can still – you could easily get – I mean, I'll, I'll say I'm, I'll say Micah Parsons, but like, technically Micah Parsons, you could, you could see – I mean, Sewell's not going to fall, but you could get, like, a Rashawn Slater. Not that you would take a Slater. You could get – Jamar Chase probably won't fall to 12, but you could still get a Jalen Waddle at 12. You could get a Devontae Smith at 12. Like, was it worth trading up from 12 to 6 just to take Chase where you could have probably taken Waddle or Smith there? I just, to me, no. If you're not, like, if I'm going to trade up from 12 to 6, I would want to take a quarterback, and I don't think there's going to be really a good quarterback there at 6 anyways, and it doesn't seem like they're going to. So, yeah, I, I would I would, I would, would just not have traded up from, from 12 to 6. I would have traded down from 3 to 12 and then and stuck there and just kind of seeing what falls to you and take best player available. Yeah, and I mean, at 12, they definitely could have got a wide receiver. Um, I It wouldn't have been Chase, but you still could have got Smith or Waddle. Uh, so, yeah, if, we'll have to see how the actual draft goes, but if, if they could have got one of those guys at 12, they I feel like they may 
again, unless they're really in love with Chase, they, I wouldn't say regret it, but they definitely have second thoughts about it, trading up from 12 to 6. Maybe Pitts falls to them. It's not totally out of the question that Pitts falls to them at 6. If they can get Pitts at 6, then I would like this pick a lot more than I do right now. Yeah, it's still, if, it's a gamble. Yeah, if a team trades up for Atlanta's pick and gets a quarterback, and Cincinnati still goes with Sewell, then Pitts is going to be there. So that if that works out, then yeah, I would definitely love that because him, Jasicki, um, you know, Fuller for one year, uh, Parker. I mean, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good weapons around them. And then you'd hope to you know sign someone in free agency next season. Yeah, no, that would definitely be enough to like, you know, kind of take the excuses out of it for Tua, and this would be yeah. his year. And that's scary, too, if you're not going to take a quarterback and they're not, is, you know, this is basically Tua's last year to prove it because he basically had, like, half the season last year and he basically just looked like kind of a bust or kind of just mediocre. I, I think if you had to guess what he was right now, I think most people would pick bust, um, or at least a lot, some people would. I would probably lean bust at this point. I just I just don't think he – it doesn't seem like he has it. So, yeah. Um, I mean, just – quick separate thing on the dolphins i think they're going to be worse than people really expect i think they cut i think they cut all their captains this year i, I don't know if it's all or most but i think they cut vanoy they cut um ted uh larson is his name uh, ted uh, they cut some captain center um they, they cut a lot of captains and vanoy seems like he was asked what you know how he thought about the differences between flores as a dc and a head coach and he just said literally no comment and to me that just kind of that there's something there that he can't even you know talk about and Vanoy is a guy that like likes to talk about everything so it, it, it scares me I think the locker room might be turning on Flores I'm not exactly sure I mean I'm not in the locker room but that might be the case and and their their talent on the roster I think is a little bit overrated their defense is all right but to me Xavier Howard's a guy that he he'll get burnt I mean he's not he's not the best corner in the league he'll get burnt on plays he's not a shutdown type of guy he's a guy that can get ter- create a lot of turnovers but that's just a tough thing to gamble on. It was something some Bears defenses have done in the past, some Pats defenses have done in the past, some Steelers defenses have done in the past, and then the next year they turn out and they're just kind of like mediocre. And that's just because you can't like bet on just creating turnovers game after game. That's just kind of like a it happens or it doesn't. Not like something that's re- that's you know realistically sustainable. So I still think this Dolphins team is all right. I still think they'll be around 500. But it, I if I had to pick the record today, I'd probably go with like six and eleven something like that. I just I just don't think they're that good, but I'll move on to the Lions at 7. To me, you could go a multitude of different directions with this pick. If they're not going to take a quarterback, to me, I would um I mean, honestly, if Lance is there at 7, there's a chance he would be. I I wouldn't be I wouldn't hate that pick. You have Goff. I don't think the Goff's the guy of the future. That's that's, that's just me. If Goff's not the guy of the future, why even wait? Like, I'll just take my quarterback now. Next year's quarterback draft class is not going to be nearly as good as this one's. apparently. I mean, I, I who really knows? But apparently, at least. I, I would consider taking Lance. It, it, yeah, if, if Pitts falls to seven, I don't think he would. But if Pitts somehow fell to seven, I would cons- I would definitely consider taking Pitts. I think you could consider taking an offensive lineman here, too. You could consider taking Micah Parsons. You could consider taking... I mean, you could really take best player on the board for the uh, as the lines. They don't. They have. They just don't have anything that they don't need. Really. I mean, they kind of need everything. They're, again, they're, there's a reason that the seventh pick. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with taking a quarterback here. Um, I think there's just multiple reasons why. I don't believe Goff is the future either. Um, but the money that is tied to him, uh, plus if you were to take a quarterback now, that contract would 
by the time you know Goff's money's off the books, by the time that guy's starting, if he's even good, you know, then the rookie contract comes into effect. Then you have to, may have to pay him. So I, I definitely wouldn't take quarterback here. I think maybe again, depending on what the draft class is next year or even the year after that. Uh, but you're right; they don't have like a specific need. They're just such a they're such a bad team. The only reason that they have the seventh pick is honestly because of Stafford. If Stafford's not their quarterback last year, they're probably zero and sixteen, maybe one and fifteen. Uh, so the, I think they just have to take the best player on the board. I think they, if Chase is somehow there um, at seven, definitely take Chase. I think that's a huge upgrade for them. He's just, I think as, on that team, a team that lost Galladay, lost Jones, you just need a receiver. Obviously, they have TJ Hawkinson at tight end. He hasn't exactly panned out uh, with, uh, how they would have liked. Uh, I think he was taken two years ago in the draft. So to have Ch- if they were to get Chase, I think it's a really good pick there. But I think whoever's the best player on the board at that point, I think you take him. And if you don't love anyone, then you could just trade down. I mean, you could always trade down. You could even just trade down to nine with Denver if you wanted to, maybe trade down a couple more spots. Um, If someone wanted, you know, uh, if it was a wide receiver that was there or they wanted a quarterback who was there. So I think they have a lot of avenues to go. And, again, I I think best player on the board or trade down, it's probably their two best options. For the Panthers, their pick eight. To me, there's a multitude of different directions you go here. You could go, you could pick a wide receiver if you really wanted to. I, I probably wouldn't. You lost Curtis Samuel though, so you could, you could argue picking a wide receiver. I just, to me, I don't see it's that it's worth it too much. You could argue picking cornerback here. They need a corner. To me, it's a little bit high to take somebody like Sertan or Horn or Farley, but you could, you could. I would probably trade down a few slots though if I was going to take somebody like that. I'd kind of trade down to that 14, 15 range and and take whichever one falls to me which and if you if two fall to you which i think could happen you get to pick out of those two and then you could go offensive line here if you wanted to pick slater or vera tucker here you could do that to me i either trade down or if i'm at eight here you could also go micah parsons if i didn't say that you could go micah parsons i probably take a cornerback I could, I could, I could really go Sertan here. I, I could go Sertan. I think he's probably the safest cornerback pick. I think you could go Horn here. To me, I, though, I trade down to probably 15-ish, and I see which cornerbacks fall to me because a cornerback's gonna fall out of those three, and I would take any of those three. I would, I would like to get the, the one that falls the furthest because I think they're all kind of pretty much, they're pretty similar. I would take whichever one falls the furthest. So. Yeah, I would. They're, I, I th- yeah, I feel like they're kind of like Detroit in that they're, it's like best player on the board, kind of whoever falls to them, maybe they trade down. Uh, and like I was saying earlier, obviously they traded for Darnold, but they still seem like they're interested in drafting a quarterback. Uh, you know, they didn't sign Darnold to an extension. They just picked up his option for next year. So it definitely seems like he may not be the future there, depending on how the season goes. So I could definitely see him taking a Lance, maybe a Fields if he somehow drops to them. Um, I could definitely see that, but I would maybe be a little surprised um, only just because, you know, they did just trade for Darnold. But again, it's not a long term um, extension that they've agreed to yet. So I, I wouldn't take corner. I think it's maybe a little early, even though, you know, I've you know, we'll get into it. But I think a, a corner will go in the next couple picks. But I feel like taking Sertan at eight, I feel like you could probably get him or even Horn, you know, if you trade it down. Um, I wouldn't mind offensive lineman here, possibly Slater here at eight. But again, I feel like you can maybe trade a couple picks down and get him. So I feel like for the Panthers, I think the best option for them is probably trade down unless they're going for a quarterback at eight. 
Yeah, no, I would agree. I think the I think I think it's trade down unless you get a quarter unless you're taking a quarterback at eight or there's just no good offer. Like there's no yeah. good offers to trade down, then you could probably just go with best available player, whether with the guys we talked about. Broncos at nine. Uh I'll let you go first. Yeah, this is another situation where I think that a quarterback is definitely in play here. Um I don't I haven't heard anything, you know if they love Lance or Fields or anyone like that, if someone falls to them. Um, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they took a Lance. Uh, I think that's a good project. Obviously, you have uh, Drew Locke as your quarterback right now. He's obviously not the answer um, for the future. So you could have Locke pos- possibly start half this season, then Lance come in, or even full season, Lance next season, whatever you want. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, I also wouldn't be opposed to uh, a corner. I, even though I said Carolina shouldn't take a corner at eight, I think at nine, I think it's just different. I don't know why. I just view it as two. I think it's just a massive difference between eight and nine. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to corner here. But again, I feel like you definitely could possibly trade down a couple picks and get one. Um, but yeah, I think they're kind of in the same situation as Carolina, where you could trade down or you could take a quarterback in the pick that you're at right now. To me, yeah, you could easily take a quarterback. You could. This could be. I think this is the favorite. To trade up to four i could easily see you trading up to four here to get your quarterback of choice if it's fields awesome i hope it's not jones maybe it's lance who knows if i think trading up to four though it seems like it it will probably happen and i think the broncos are the favorite if you were staying here at nine and picking yeah i think i could go cornerback i could go sertan i could go horn i think farley you could probably get a little bit further in the down in the draft you could probably get you could probably get horn further down the draft too or sertan one of them so yeah, I would. I, I don't like the. I don't like being at nine though. To me, as the Broncos, you don't really have. It's not like you have one need that you can pick and then become contenders, unless it's a quarterback. And you wouldn't become contenders, but you know, if you're picking quarterback, you can pick at nine, obviously. So I either trade up for a quarterback or pick a quarterback at nine, or trade down a few picks and see what cornerback falls to me. But if I can't trade up or trade down, I, I probably look and take a corner here. You could argue there's a couple other positions, but I think corner at nine seems reasonable. Uh, Cowboys at ten. I mean, you're the Cowboy fan, so. Yeah, I mean, it's defense, specifically corner. Uh, I I mean, I've been in love with Sertan basically the whole time, and since, you know, he's been in college and ever since the season ended, I think he would be the perfect fit here at 10 for Dallas. Obviously, they need a corner. They um, Their best corner is Trevon Diggs, who is going to be in his second year. Uh, he obviously went to Alabama, where Sertan obviously went to college, so I think that would be a good connection there also. Uh, but – yeah, if it's if it's not Sertan or if it's not Horn, which again I'd be surprised if both of them are off the board before ten. I just don't think that's going to happen. But let's say it does, you still have to go defense. I feel like I, you know, if, you, if there's not someone you love again, you could always trade down. There's oh, you could always do that. Um, I could definitely see New England possibly trading up to ten uh, with Dallas to get a wide receiver, possibly because I think uh, Giants and Philly are definitely candidates for wide receivers with the next two picks. So I could definitely see that happening, but. I, I think Dallas stays at 10, and I think Sertan or Horn is going to be there, so I think they take one of the two, preferably Sertan. Yeah. Giants at 11. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is a wide receiver. It looks like a wide receiver will go here. If not, I could see – I mean, I, if a Slater falls, I could see a Vera Tucker here. I could definitely see Waddle here. I could see Smith here if they like Smith. I think they go with Waddle, though. If I'm the GM – I think I go Vera Tucker. I just I would rather take the offensive lineman than than gamble on a receiver. It's either Vera Tucker or Waddle. It's too much risk for me to take Smith. 
he might be he might be the best wide receiver in the draft who really knows you know he might be but at six foot you know 165 I mean that's like that's just really skinny and he, he'll, he'll be able to put on mass in the NFL and it might not be a problem but to me at 11 that's just a lot of risk when Waddle and, and not Chase but you know Chase are just they're just probably just as good if not better and they just have less risk so yeah yeah I would it would be between offensive line and wide receiver if Slater's there I I I could definitely it's between Slater and Waddle honestly for me for them at 11 if I'm the GM if I'm Gettleman I think you have to go Waddle because your investment was Daniel Jones with the sixth pick a couple years ago and you need, like like I was saying with Tua, like Kyler, like Lamar, you just need weapons around young quarterbacks to see if they can actually be, um, you know, a top 15 quarterback, then obviously like a top 10, top 5 type guy. But you have to see if Jones is even going to be a franchise type quarterback. His first two years haven't been great. Uh, so this is kind of the prove it year for him. If he's not great this year, you're most likely moving on, which means Gettleman's probably getting fired. So... I think you have to go Waddle just to give him a chance to at least show that he could be a franchise quarterback. If they, if Jones wasn't the quarterback, and let's say they had a guy who, you know, looks like he could be a franchise quarterback, you know, he, you know, he's put some good seasons together, uh, it's, and you know, it's not like they're going to move off him uh, after this season. Then I'd probably go Slater, but with the just with him being kind of his prove it year, and you know, Gettleman, this is his guy. I think you just have to give him as many weapons as possible. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Eagles at 12. To me, this is another, like you said, it wide receiver looks like could go here. You could also go cornerback here. I mean, you have Slay, but you don't have anything else other than that. I could see Parsons here as well. That's probably, it, it, to me, it's probably Parsons or a wide receiver or a cornerback. I would I would be totally fine here as the Eagles going with like J.C. Horn. I think Sertan probably goes at 10 to the Cowboys. I just think, you know, it, it's, 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 Honestly, out of all like the top ten picks, he's been like the one guy that's in most mocks and stuff has just been consist consistently linked to Dallas. I think I think Sertan goes there. I don't think a cornerback. I think and I think you'll have the choice of Farley or or Horn here. I take Horn I, or, or Farley. I, I kind of like Farley more, but I think Horn's probably gonna go higher. I I take one of those. I don't take the receiver. If they take the receiver, it's not a bad pick. I'm not gonna be mad at it. But to me, I th I just think the corner is the better pick here. There's too much risk at the wide receiver position and. Honestly, with a lot, of, a lot of these receivers in general, a lot of them just end up turning into divas. Like, I mean, if you look at like, I mean, if you even go back to like the Odell Beckham pick, like, yeah, clearly it was a great pick, but I mean, you had to trade him. He was just such a diva, and all these wide receivers for some reason just have such massive egos that just yeah, and it turns into like almost a negative for the team. And you know, clearly, if you if Odell Beckham was there at twelve, you'd pick Odell Beckham. But I mean, you kind of know what I'm saying. So yeah, I think I go, I think I go cornerback, maybe even Michael Parsons here, but yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at corner, wide receiver, and offensive line. I think uh, Vera Tucker, possibly Slater, possibly if he's still there. Um, corner, Horn, uh, Sertan, he's probably gone at 10, but if he's there, then you probably take him. And then wide receiver, Smith. Again, if Waddle's there, you take him. But there's, again, I can't be mad. And if they go each way of those three picks, I can't be mad because I think it's all needs for them. Their offensive line. You know, has been banged up a lot these last couple seasons. They're getting older. Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, um, Peters. I'm pretty sure he retired this season, but even if he didn't, you know, he's just not that. He's just not the same player he was, you know, five, ten years ago. So they definitely, I could definitely see him using offensive line. Um, I know Sirianni, their head coach, came out and said, 
you know, there's no, we haven't announced any official starters yet. I mean, it looks like Hertz is going to be the starter, the starting quarterback for that team, um, no matter how you feel about that. So, you know, you could always use offensive line help. You could always use a wide receiver help for him. Obviously, Rager doesn't look like it's going to work out for them. Uh, so, and obviously, you, uh, you know, nothing official yet on Ertz, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be back with them, even though it's kind of getting a little late, you know, you're around the draft so far. So, I can't, I think any of those three positions, I don't think they can go wrong. So, I would say offensive line, corner, or wide receiver. 13, the Chargers. To me, this is a place if Slater falls here, if Vera Tucker's there, you could consider that. If Slater falls here, I'm taking Slater at 13. I just, yeah. There's no reason for me not to. I'll, I guess I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I would say Slater. I think Slater is their number one. If he's there, you take him. If not, I think you could definitely look at corner. Um, if Horn is there, if the Eagles do go Smith, uh, then I think that Horn is most likely going to be there at 13. So I think that'd be a really good pick for them. They need. They definitely need corner help. Obviously, you have Derwin James back there, uh, but. Other than that, in their secondary, it's not great. So I think a corner would definitely help them. Uh, but, yeah, I would say corner, offensive line. Definitely offensive line first, though. Yeah. You know, I could see a corner going here if Slater's not there. If Slater's there, I think Slater goes there. 14, um, the Vikings. I guess I'll let you go first. I mean, yeah, I'll let you go first. Yeah, this is a team where I feel like they have a lot of needs, um, even though – they're, it's kind of it's a weird situation for them. It's you know their secondary is not great. I mean they signed Patrick Peterson. I don't he's not that good anymore honestly. So I don't even know exactly what that signing means. So I could see them going corner if someone's there. Um, I don't know if they'd go Farley. You know Farley's the wild card in this because he's clearly he probably would be the number one cornerback if he wasn't injured. But because of that injury, it's just you just don't know. So would the Vikings go with him at fourteen? Or would he just drop all the way to the end of the first round? It seems like it's mixed between a lot of people. Um, so if they want to go uh, Farley, if Horn and Sertan aren't there, I, I and I guess because they definitely need help in that secondary. But again, the injury concern is there. And then I, I guess you can maybe go edge rusher. They definitely need some pass rushing help. So I don't know. They're kind of in a weird situation, um, honestly. I think they definitely have to go defense, though. Um, so whether it's corner, edge rusher, maybe even Michael Parsons, if he's still there, that wouldn't be a bad pick. Obviously, you have Anthony Barr and Michael Kendricks. But getting a guy like Parsons with his ability and his ceiling, I think, is huge um, for that defense just in general. So Yeah, I could see Parsons here. I could see whichever corner is at 14. If it's two, you pick. If it's one, you take it, whatever is left. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. The Pats at 15, I guess I'll go first here. It's weird because out of all the teams out of the, out of the first 15, even though I'm a Patriots fan and I've definitely, you know, I follow the Patriots more than I do most of these teams, obviously. Uh, it's like the, the pick that I'm like, just kind of, I don't, I don't know really. I'm not too sure. If you can get good value and trade up for a guy that you like, it'd probably be a Lance, probably not Fields. It'd probably be like a Lance, maybe a Jones, but probably a Lance. I, I would consider doing it. I definitely would consider doing it. I don't know if that's going to be available. If it is for a reasonable price, definitely. I mean, you need a quarterback, and I don't. I'd like to draft a quarterback here. If not, you could look at a receiver that falls. If Smith falls here, you could consider that. You could consider Waddle here. Those are probably your two biggest needs. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't think you're going to go defense. I mean, you could if you could go Micah Parsons here. Your, your your linebacker core is just kind of old and, and just kind of disgusting. I mean, you like Hightower could 
could have just retired. I mean, I just I mean you're bringing back Van Noy, but who knows what Van Noy is anymore? He was cut after one year from the Dolphins for a reason. Not that he's a bad player, but still. I could easily see Micah Parsons here. I think that's the safest bet to be there at 15, although he might not be there. He might not be there. I mean, you could see Waddle, Smith, Parsons, and Lance all gone by 15 easily. Definitely Lance. Yep. So you either – I feel like you either trade up – you could trade down. I mean, you could trade down. If, if all those guys are gone at 15 and you didn't find a way to trade up to take one of them, you could trade down. I, I, I'm not going to take corner here. I'm not going to take safety. There's no good safeties. I'm not going to – you don't need offensive line. You definitely don't need offensive line. You don't really – Defensive line, you're not going to take defensive line here at 15, probably. If it's not Smith, Waddle, Lance, or Parsons, to me, maybe like Quiddy Pay or something, you are not going to take him, I don't think. You're, you're probably reaching on somebody who's probably going to go in that 20, low 20s range. So for me, I would just trade down if you could. So yeah, to me, it's either trade up or trade down or take a Parsons, Smith, or Waddle. I would be fine with any of those. Yeah, I think the Patriots are the most obvious trade candidate, whether it's going up or down in this draft. Uh, I, I think definitely if Lance, if they could, if they like Lance and they have the ability to move up to, you know, whether I don't know where they exactly move up to, you know, possibly you know Carolina if they don't want to take a quarterback and they want to move all the way down like that, you know, Detroit. I feel like that's a lot to go up from fifteen to eight or seven. That's definitely a lot to give up. So you'd have to really be in on Lance. Um, you know, you could obviously always move up a couple picks, and Lance would, you know, maybe possibly still be there. You have to see how it goes, but I could definitely see that happening. Um, if they want a wide receiver, I don't know if Smith. I feel like Smith is the guy who's the most likely chance to be there at 15, just because of the size and the weight and everything. Um, so if Philly doesn't take him at 12, then you know the Chargers won't take him, Minnesota won't take him. So you still have that chance at 15 to still have him. Uh, but if none of those guys are there, and Lance Smith, Waddle uh, potentially, um, or you know, I would definitely consider moving down because if you know, or Parsons, like you were saying, also, I think they could definitely use him on that uh, linebacker core. So if none of those guys are there, then I could definitely see them moving down. Um, you know, if you don't like anyone, then what's the you know? I always think if you don't like like anyone at your pick, then why not just move down? Because you could always get more picks for the future, and then you could take a guy that you had value in you know, later in the first round, and you can still get them there. So I think they're just the most obvious trade candidate in this draft. The one thing I will say about Lance is Belichick didn't go to Lance's pro day. So to me, that means he probably doesn't like him, but I, I don't really know. Historically, Belichick has overruled people like his scouts on decisions. Maybe he's just backing off and saying, all right, I'll let like my offensive guys handle this, like, and I just kind of will you know, monitor things like a like – I don't know. I just – who really knows? I, I don't know if that would concern me. If they took Lance and knowing Belichick didn't go to Lance's first pro day, I would just be kind of like, what? Like, it just doesn't make, yeah. it's just kind of like, it's just kind of puzzling. I know Lance is having a second pro day or had a second pro day. I don't know if Belichick went to it or not. I don't think he did or is, but I'm not, I, I'm not too, too sure on that. So yeah, uh, Cardinals at 16. You could also take a cornerback here. I mean, this is another cornerback candidate. You just lost Peterson. Obviously, he was you know he was your decade franchise you know cornerstone cornerback. You could just replace that right off the bat again if it's a Farley or a Horn or a Sertan. Sertan's probably not going to fall to sixteen, but if it's one of those, yeah, I, I think you'll see a corner there at sixteen. To me, that's probably the pick. I, I like the corners, and I think if you can get one at sixteen, I think that's good value. And I know Farley may drop, but you can't really predict that if he's going to. So if you see Farley at sixteen. To me, I like that pick. Others may not, but I do. So, 
Yeah, I like Farley at 16 because, again, the talent that he has um, is just he's, he would clearly be the best corner in this draft without that back injury. So I definitely like that at 16. I could definitely see the Cardinals trading up for a wide receiver, um, which may sound weird because they have Hopkins. Um, I know they have Fitz, obviously, is obviously at the end of his career. He probably has a year left, maybe two, but probably this is the last year, honestly. Um, I could definitely see him moving up, though, for a wide receiver. I don't know what team, where they'd have to go up to trade. Obviously, you know, Giants, Philly, like we were talking about, are looking for a wide receiver, so it'd be tough to trade for them. You know, if you try to trade with the Chargers at 13, you're probably missing out on those guys, so you may have to go up even more, which may be a lot to give up. So I don't know if they are willing to do that for a Waddle or a Smith. Um, if they are, I think that's worth it. I think getting a guy like Waddle to have with Hopkins and then obviously Murray – I think those three are just uh, – that's a great uh, trio to have for your offense. Obviously, they're all pretty young. Hopkins is the oldest guy, but uh, still having Murray and Waddle um, together for at least 10 years I think would be huge for them. Uh, but And I could definitely see him taking offensive line. You know, Vera Tucker could easily be here at 16. Um, they definitely need offensive line help. You have to protect Murray at all costs. Um, he's clearly your franchise quarterback, so – yeah, I could see them going multiple ways. I wouldn't be mad if they traded up for wide receiver, and I also wouldn't be mad if they stayed to corner or possibly even offensive line. Quiddy Pay maybe there. I mean, he'll probably he'll definitely be there at sixteen. He's a guy that's kind of risen up in draft boards. He could go there at sixteen. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the first sixteen picks. That's all we I think we said we were gonna do. Um, I'll still go ahead and do two, two. I'll do two teams out of the rest of the thirty-two. I'll just do one now. To me. I look at the Steelers at 24 and I just, I think, I mean, you need offense. I don't, I don't, I hate taking running backs. I do. Um, and I'm not sure if you do it at 24, but I mean, you need, you need some sort of running game. Maybe you take offensive line too. I'm not exactly, you know, exactly too sure who you would take there at 24. I just, to me, I mean, I'm not. I, they're they're not going to go defense. Their defense is just th- their defense was really good last year. I don't think they're going to go defense. They're not going to go wide receiver. They just they've got a lot of wide receivers, and frankly, they th- I think they could. They, I think they think they can get one in the fourth round. That's like a first round talent, which they've basically done for the past decade now, which has been insane. To me, I would go offensive line here. I would go, or I would go running back. I don't know if Najee Harris is the guy at 24. I, I just don't like taking running backs in the first round, but. In this case, I wouldn't like be super super mad at it. I don't know. You could get, you could take a quarterback if you're if you're the Steelers at 24. Maybe you trade down and take a, a, a Kyle Trask around 31, 32 ish. Maybe you take him early in day in day two, really early in day two. To me, there's a lot of stuff you can do at 24 w- with the Steelers, and and I think a lot of it's pretty interesting. So yeah. Yeah, the Steelers were definitely an inter- interesting team at 24. Um, I was actually going to look at the Jets at 23. They have that pick from Seattle and that Jamal Adams trade. Um, obviously, with the second pick, it seems like they're going to go Wilson, at least quarterback at the minimal. So um, that's kind of taken care of. But if you look at other needs on their team, um, you could always possibly go running back here, like you were just talking about with the Steelers. Um, obviously, the Steelers lost Connor. to the. Uh, he went to the Cardinals, actually. So... The Jets, I think, could use uh, 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 a running back, um, whether it's Harris or Etienne from, or however you say his last name, whatever, from Clemson. Uh, I think that's a possibility. I don't know if they would do that first round running back. Um, you know, the running back class is not a great class. I think Najee Harris is definitely going. I think he's going to be good, but I don't know how good he actually is going to be. So it's definitely somewhat of a risk there. Uh, so, and or they could even take defense at twenty three. I just think it's. 
a pick at 23 like that with a free pick from Seattle, I think you have to almost hit big on that pick. Uh, you know, Wilson, you obviously hope he hits big, but I think 23, I think there's definitely a lot of value down uh, in the late in the first round, whether you go running back, possibly even just some uh, some pieces on defense. So I think that Jets pick is just a huge pick for them, and I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they take there. I think that could be just a very valuable pick for them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my second team, I look at the Saints, and to me – they're a team that I could either see them being really bad, like a, a six and eleven team, or I could still see them squeezing into the playoffs, maybe even winning the division. I don't think they will, but maybe they could be that good if if Winston takes them far, assuming he's the starting quarterback guy, and maybe you know um, Taysom Hill contributes to that as well. They need a cornerback, and I know I've talked about cornerbacks a lot, but if if you can get Farley at twenty eight, I mean you would go Farley in my mind without a doubt. Greg Newsom could be a guy there at twenty eight you could take. At cornerback as well, if not cornerback, you could take somewhere else in the defense. You could take linebacker. You could take like a Zayvon Collins. Um, I, I would look there. You could take um, the guy from Syracuse. His name is like really long. It's a cornerback, um, Melifonwu. You, I don't know too much about him. He's just, but you could take him too. Um, uh, to me, this is a, a pick that if you can like home run hit this pick, and he's a guy that comes in rookie, you know, day one, and he's able to be a solid starter as a rookie and build off that and become like a perennial Pro Bowler type of guy. This is the difference between the Saints being six and eleven, and if they can home run this draft, they can be they could be ten and seven or eleven and six this year, and then you know, kind of, kind of just stay at that around that while they're kind of rebooting but not tanking and and still kind of make that work and be competitive but also kind of rebuild for the future without you know being like the jaguars and the browns and those types of teams so yeah this is an important draft for the for the saints yeah no definitely this this is definitely one of their more important drafts over the last you know 15 years you know obviously with no breeze and everything so yeah if they have a really good draft they definitely have potential to yeah reload rather than rebuild it's more of a reload for them um, but the the second team I wanted to look at was Green Bay at 29. Uh, obviously, they went 13 and three, made it to the conference championship. Uh, lost to the Buccaneers, obviously. You know, you only have Rodgers for a couple more seasons. You know, he obviously won MVP, but there's definitely you know he's definitely getting to the end of his career. You know, him being you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which sounds weird after you know he just won the MVP. But I think you have to go receiver here. You know they've always they haven't taken a wide receiver or running back since 2002 in the first round, uh, and I you know last year it seemed like they were going to, and then they took Jordan Love as a backup quarterback in the first round when they went 13 and three the year before that. So uh, definitely some weird strategies from that front office drafting wise, but I think you have to take wide receiver here, and there's definitely a drop off after the first three in Chase Waddle and Smith. Um, but I think that second best or that fourth best guy is Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. I don't know if he's going to be there at 29. Um, I almost would be surprised if he is there at 29. But there's definitely a chance that he could be. Maybe the Packers could move up a couple picks to take him. Uh, but if they could get him, I think that's just another weapon. You obviously have Adams. Uh, you have um, uh, Montez Valdez Scandling also is a deep threat guy. But I think Bateman's just a really good wide receiver for them. He's a guy who can. You know, he's, he can mature into being a top receiver in the NFL with, you know, being on a team with Rodgers and Adams. He's always going to have a lot of looks um, with obviously Adams getting double teamed. So 
I just think that'd be a really good pick for them. And again, if they had to trade up a couple picks for that, I would definitely. And if they could get him with, you know, I don't know what pick it'd be, maybe 22, 21, something like that with Tennessee, Indianapolis at 21, 22. I could definitely see him doing that. And I, I, I would really love that because I think. With Rodgers, I think you just have to give what Rodgers wants. You know, it's he's not twenty, he's not twenty nine, thirty. He's what thirty five, thirty six now. So I feel like you just have to give him what he wants. After going two seasons, thirteen and three, and losing the conference championship game, you have to get at least one more Super Bowl. So I think you have to go all out, and I think wide receiver is a pick for them. If Rodgers only won one Super Bowl in his career, that would be a massive disappointment for his talent. I mean, he's a guy that if he wins two Super Bowls, he's going to be in that Peyton Manning discussion he's going to be in that top five quarterbacks definitely in my mind um if he doesn't to me he's still he's better than Drew Brees all time to me still definitely but he's kind of in that territory this is a huge Super Bowl for him if he doesn't win a Super Bowl to me I'm always going to look at Aaron Rodgers career and just call it a disappointment and just call it underperforming and underachieving not that he's you know still not a top 10 quarterback of all time but you know still if he only wins one Super Bowl I mean that's just you know, there's so many quarterbacks that have won one. It just anybody can win one that it's like, ugh, it's just so tough for me to look at Rodgers' career yeah. like that. You know, you had Favre and then and then Rodgers, and you really only won you know two Super Bowls out of that. Like, ugh, that's just that's yeah. Really that's I mean, it's basically 30 years, and you know, I guess a little less than 30 years, but still, you know, two Super Bowls with two of the best quarterbacks ever to play. That's you know, that's that's a fault not only with the quarterback and the team, but also the front office. It's and that's why I think they had to go wide receiver in this draft. Yeah, and not only is, is you know, if you went with wide receiver, he would help Rodgers in his final years, but you could just re sign him and then he could be there when Love is there as yeah. well. I mean you don't want to leave Love with nothing. I mean Devontae you'll have Devontae Adams probably still and he'll probably still be an elite receiver, but yeah. Um but I, I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh that was our mock draft slash what we would do if we were a top or if we were the GM of the team. Um, appreciate everybody staying till the end uh, who watched. Feel free to check everything out in the description. Um, new logos and stuff should be coming sometime soon. So I guess when it comes, that's that's pretty cool. But uh, anything else to say, Brandon, before? Uh, no, I guess not. I mean, the draft is from when we're recording this exactly one week away so yeah it's going to be really it's going to be a good draft uh hopefully um we'll probably do something for it uh whether it's a live stream or you know video right away so we'll do we'll do something for it um on that day most likely so i guess just look out for that yeah we'll definitely do something for it um we'll have an episode before that to kind of just we'll, we'll communicate what we're doing just so you guys know what to expect i guess so monday's episode we'll have a plan for that whether it's a live stream or a video right after uh but yeah i mean that's pretty much it i already said the outro or whatever so we'll be back monday night tuesday at noon ish so yeah